And he said in a very simple words that, are you willing to join Bible school? And I'm like, even right now I can go to class. <laughs> <laughs> so he laughed and he was like, now I'm admitting you. I'll pay your school fees for two years. So I did my theology. So that's why I can stand firmly and say God can provide, can open the door. When men are closing the doors, God can open his own door. If you're like me, you have a heart for missions and may have already done some missions work yourself. But you also see some huge issues in the way missions are being done. Like why are we still sending out monthly newsletters in a digital age when technology allows for instant updates in the palm of your hand? But why are we convinced that we need to raise two years support before going when all 12 disciples dropped what they were doing and walked away? Or why are we allowing denominations to decide who can and cannot go do what God is calling them to do just because of things they've done in their past? And at what point did we brand following Christ to be a life of scarcity and sacrifice when it's truly a life of abundance and privilege? These are some of the blaring questions in the missions world today. Watch Missions Live is here to reshape the way you see missions. It's time for missionaries to rise up, create a shift in perspective, a change, a revolution in the way things are done and give you the real story. One of abundance, fulfillment, and privilege. My name is Aaron Jennings, and welcome to Watch Missions Live. Hey, this is Aaron Jennings with Watch Missions Live, and today I have Cyprian Barasa in Nairobi. Go ahead and say hi. Hi, everyone. So I've got him on the phone. My name we, is... might, we might have a little delay in sound because of the distance and the time and everything, but we're going to give it our best shot. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, I'm so much glad to be hosted this evening. Uh, according to our time, it is evening here. Mm -hmm. I appreciate so much that I'm live and I'm being interviewed by you, sir. Thank you very much for having me. I'm Cyprian Baraza from Nairobi, born again Christian, delivered by the blood of Jesus Christ. I thank God because of saving me uh, at the age of 11 years. And up to now, I celebrated my 30th year, <laughs> just December last year. Yeah, happy birthday. <laughs> thank you. Um, so tell us a little bit about your background or your history. Like, how did you get to where you're at because me and you have gotten to speak with each other a little bit before this and i believe you were a street boy at one time yes yes okay yeah. can you tell us that story from there thank you very much uh for sure it hasn't been easy it has been a long journey very tough for me but i thank god because everything happens with the reason uh, as I've said in my introduction that I got born again at the age of 11 years and I'm born from an Islamic family, deeply rooted. Uh, so I'm the seventh born in a family of eight. And uh, you can now imagine uh, the seventh born getting born again at the age of 11. <laughs> yeah, okay. So yeah, this one forced my parents to, uh, to, to, to chase me away from the family because I disowned their their culture and also their religion. So my dad was like, if you, 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 you've converted to Christianity, you cannot stay here. So he even threatened me to death. 
it was so so tough for me and you know with these brothers of ours if you you, you rebel from their religion they can do you anything so uh, i found my that's the time i found myself on the streets because i had no home i had no one to host me because he said we'll move everywhere to the uh, relatives houses to check whether i'm there so that he may finish me you know he finished me <laughs> yeah so i ended up coming to nairobi as a street boy and uh, stayed in the streets for five years but i thank god because uh, he saved me still i kept on thanking god and when pastors could come by to preach for these children in the streets i was among them and i could lead even songs I could pray, I could read the Bible. I was a very brilliant boy. And uh, so one day, one pastor uh, came to pray for us, and uh, I sang a, a worship song. He was so moved. And he said, can I have a talk with you? So I, I separated from the other group. So we talked, and he picked me up. So I went to his place. I stayed with him, and but uh, it was so unfortunate again because I was not just staying with him as like his son, but I, I became now house help, okay. <laughs> like house house boy. But I thank God because at times it was good, a little bit good because I had now a roof over me. I could get food, uh, I could get clothes. I thank God for that. So um, he took me to his church, where I started. I joined uh, the praise and worship team. So I started singing together with them, but I was still small, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So one of the church members saw the potential that was in me and he was like, no, this boy should be going back to school. So I thank God because he talked to that pastor and they agreed. They both agreed and took me back to school. So went went on and I finished my high school. So no, before I finished my high school, I recorded my first album. Yeah, I'm a musician too. Okay, so very good. I did my, yeah, I did my first album in 2007. And, uh, because I didn't have enough money also to do the video, so it was just in audio format. So I could not sell it that much because most people love visuals, so the DVDs. Yeah, yeah but uh, the Lord favored me so much on this, and people could buy the audios. I could go perform to some areas, I mean, to some churches, and they could give me love offering. And that love offering could help me uh, buy clothes, at times uh, buy even shoes. You know, for all those years, I did not have even shoes. I could just walk barefooted. <laughs> and uh, uh, during this time, I could not see my parents. I could not see anyone that, that was attached by me. Because uh, I can say by that time I, I was suffering um, a, a, a spirit of rejection, let me say so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but I thank God because he saw me through. When I finished my high school, uh, this man became something else. Because I performed better than his son. So... Yeah. And uh, and uh, it's only God who is faithful, and He never fails. So, <laughs> so he, he was like, no, 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 you cannot do this. You can't stay here now. You become an adult. Look for a place to stay. Yeah, but I thank God because I'm a man of people, and many people loves me so much. So I remember a brother of mine called Fred took mm -hmm. me over and stayed in his house. But still, it was very tough because I'm I'm born again. I'm still young. 
at age. But the, this this friend of mine uh, has sympathized for my situation. But you know, he's not saved. He was drunkard. This man could come back at night. He's very drunk. He comes back with a woman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just in a cube, a single room. It was small. We have only mattress. It was just a mattress without bed. And the mattress was three by six. So it wasn't big. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I could persevere all those kind of characters because I had nowhere to go. But in the morning when he leaves to his work, I could pray and just tell God, help me one day to come out from this kind of life. So I thank God because he answered my prayer. When uh, I got a job, yes, I got a job in high school and uh, I, I started teaching high school. That was back 2010 and 2011. Okay. So I taught, I taught for two years in high school, but the salary wasn't good because I had not, uh, I, I wasn't qualified to become a teacher. You know, I was just teaching as an, uh, a, a UT and trained teacher. So I okay. could help to a few subjects. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the payment was not that good. I could be given, uh, to a 70 US dollars. And for us, it is 7,000 shillings. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So. Uh, I, I, I tried to maneuver within this money. I could now pay my own rent. I shifted to a house, a room. It was worth it at 3,000, 3,500 in US dollars. That was uh, 35 US dollars. Okay. Yeah. So out of $70, I'm remaining with 35 again. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, transport on a daily basis, I could spend $12 in a day. So you can imagine I could not save anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the fact remains, I just wanted a shelter, a place I call my home and my house. When I come back, I can unlock it and get in, into the house. Yeah. So it, the life has not been easy, but I continued praying, praying. And when I was in that kind of life, that's the time the Lord spoke to me about the ministry called High Calling mm -hmm. International Ministry. Okay. So... And I asked God, why are you speaking about this high calling? Because I could not understand. By that time, I, I, had not, I didn't have a, somebody who could nature me spiritually. I could just fight on my own, you see. And uh, I, I had no one to hold my hand in, spirit, in spiritual things because that spirit, the rejection spirit could still follow me, you know. <laughs> yeah. So by that time, uh, I wasn't aware or I could not get the revelation of breaking that kind of spirit or the altar that was fighting me. But uh, I prayed about high calling ministry and the Lord said, I'm going to lift you to nations, but I don't want you to move with uh, celebrities. Yeah. God gave me a condition. It was a condition. Uh, I don't want you to just measure on the people who have got names, people who have built up their ministries People, people who are well established, let's say in ministry wise, because I know by that time there are some people who could uh, recognize the ministry that was in me because they could call me into their churches to sing, but unfortunately they could not appreciate me with anything, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I, I, I learned that the Lord was preparing me for greater heights. Yeah, so 
that time uh, when the Lord spoke to me about this and he said to me very clearly, I can still recall his words, that Shipran, I'm going to lift you, but I will bring you the eight people that you can work with. Okay. But now, uh, but I didn't know when could that happen. Right. When, <laughs> when? <laughs> when? And I could not also tell why and how. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it took me again uh, five years before I shared with somebody is in Canada right now. He's called Wycliffe. He's a Kenyan, but married to a Canadian in Canada. Uh, I shared with him about this ministry and he was like, oh, I can be supporting you anytime when you are going for the missions. You see? So I'm like, oh, thank you, God. So you have brought me one person. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what Wycliffe has been doing at times, he gives, he gives his tithe for me to organize a crusade or a revival. Mm -hmm. And uh, I thank God because I've been so faithful to this. And every time he sends me, be it 50 US dollars, be it 100. When he says this one is for ministry, I have to do that. Whether I have food in my house, whether I have clothes or not, whether I have money or I don't have, I'll have to do as the Lord has commanded. So at times, not, not that often, but at times when God speaks to him, he usually sent uh, uh, some money for the mission. And that's why I've been coping up and moving around, uh, doing the crusades and revivals. Yeah. And uh, so far, so good. The, uh, it, it took me 17 years. Mm -hmm. It took me 17 years for my family to receive Jesus Christ. Oh, yay. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, yeah, it took me 17 years. So I, whenever I could go home, most of the time I could hide because of the, the word that came out of my dad's mouth. So I could go home, maybe, you know, from Nairobi to my village, it's around nine hours driving. Mm -hmm. So I could travel during the night, arrive there in the morning, so that I may not sleep there, you know. So I have this, the whole day with my people, maybe my mom, I preach to them, I preach to my brothers. Then when it comes to night, I have to travel back to Nairobi. Or if, or if I have money, I can go lodge in the nearest town. So it, it, it happened like that. And at times when I see my dad coming, I could run away. Because at times he could come with a panga, you know. He could come very violent. You know, you brought a different religion in this family. I don't want to hear. But I persevered and I prayed to the Lord that let what you started in me be accomplished. So uh, as we talk right now, everyone in my family received Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I love it. Absolutely love it. That's awesome. So rewarding. Yeah. So even my dad. Yes, when my dad right now is a Christian. Oh, very and I, good. I bless God for that. You know, he was in, in, in the Muslim religion, there is, they have ranks. Like, so my, my dad was Sheikh. I don't know if you, you know, what that Don't know the ranks. Nope. Anyway, he was. <laughs> he was he high up the rank. Yes, yes, he had a position. Let me stop Sorry. you. Stop you for a minute, and we'll back up. And I want to recap a little bit of your story so far, because for some people who are listening, maybe they have a hard time like 
hearing everything or maybe our sound glitches a little. Um, so I want to make sure people are getting this out of your story because my purpose here is to make sure that people understand um, how God provides and how he takes care, no matter how rough things are, right? And you have an amazing story for this because at 11 years old, growing up in a Muslim house, you're the seventh born of eight kids. And at 11 years old, you find Christ in a, in a Muslim house. And at that point, your own father threatens to kill you and runs you out of the house. Yes? Yes. And so then you're forced to live on the streets. And you still find yourself worshiping every chance you get with people that, that allow you to worship with them. And finally, a pastor takes you in <clears throat> and lets you live with him so you're no longer on the streets. And then um, time goes by, and as you get older, they help you get back into school. Um, yes. And you start singing and worshiping at other places that invite you to come. And yes. the pastor that you're living with doesn't like that you sing better than his son. And so he kicks <laughs> you out and makes you find your own place again. Yes. And you have to go live with a drunkard just to get by. And... But what I see and what I hear is that your heart and your passion has continued to look through, look at Christ for all of this. Yes. With all this stuff going on, you're constantly finding places to worship and continuing to pray. And I hear that he continues to provide for you. Yes. And a, a lot of people don't understand that because they think that you should have so much more. But at the same time, you're here because you had everything you need. And God always provides... <laughs> everything we need, you know, yes. and, and he takes us along and you shared, you know, the frustration of God, you're going to send people to help me, but when, where, how, <laughs> and so many of us feel that exact same way so many times. And that's where faith comes in is God wants us to know and understand that I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to send people, but we don't need to know when and how the human yes. part of us wants to know but so many times he just calls us to faith that way. And yes. so, so then you're able to um, get a job, making a little bit of money, and start getting your own place. And now you have your own ministry called High Calling Ministry. And um, you have a couple people that support when you're going and doing revivals in other places. Yes. Is, that, is that all correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so now we've recapped everything back up to here. So the next thing I want to point out there is, because I, I, you know, I want to make sure that people caught this, you would go back to visit your family, and you would have to travel all night so that you wouldn't have to stay at your house with your family, so that you mm -hmm. could arrive at your house after your dad was gone, so that you could preach to your mom and your brothers and sisters and then you would have to run away and travel back that next night to avoid your dad coming to kill you because you're no longer Muslim. Mm. Is that right? Yes, sir. It's, it's amazing. I applaud you for keeping your faith in Christ and continuing to put him first and continuing to speak to your family. And I'm so happy that you were able to see the reward of your whole family coming to know Christ. Amen. <clears throat> and now that they all know Christ, I want to know, me personally, and I'm sure other people do too, um, how do you go from 
having to hide and run from your own father wanting to kill you to him coming to know Christ too. Oh, wow. It's very interesting. <laughs> you see, <laughs> very interesting. Uh, it, it, it was, it happened so miraculously because uh, it was just currently 20, uh, back 2018 when my, my, my elder brother lost his wife and they, they really insisted for me to go because uh, they called me pastor now, you know. So they were like, let pastor come, let pastor come. So uh, I didn't have money to go for that funeral because, you know, I, I, I struggle financially so much. Mm -hmm. So uh, I talked to, there's a story I will tell after this. There's another guy from America. He's called Apostle Gary Logstone. Mm -hmm. He's in San Diego. So, uh, yes, he trained me in the leadership ministry. So I, I told him, hey, Papa, I've never asked any money from you. But now, kindly, I'm unable to travel home because we have a funeral. So he sent me 60 US dollars, 60 US dollars for my transport to and fro. So I went home knowing that I will attend the burial, then come the following evening as usual, you know. Yeah. So uh, when I went home, they really, really, the reception was very good. Reception was very good. And they were like, let's pastor pray in the funeral, let's pastor preach. So I was like, no, but they usually go to a, a different church. They're like, no, we recognize the anointing and the favor that is upon you. The words came from my dad's mouth. That we recognize the anointing and the favor that God has put on you. Wow. So just do as people have recommended because before you came it was a, di a discussion that if you come they'll give you a chance for you to minister to us so i ministered to them and it was just simple the same same scripture that i listened to when i gave my life to jesus the same scripture that i preached to them john three sixteen. it's a very simple one but it is very powerful very yeah. powerful so they felt the sense of how Jesus loves them, how God loves them. Because I, I said, not just, they, uh, God did not mean the world, the mere world. God meant them. They constitute the world. Yeah. So before even I finished my sermon, dad came running and he knelt down. It was like, I want to give my life to Jesus. I oh. thought, oh, this man. Does he want to kill me or what, you know? <laughs> and if, when I saw him running, coming where I was, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> take care of me. <laughs> so he came knelt down and he's like, this is my time that I want to give my life to Jesus. I've surrendered all. I've seen God taking you through every step, through that wilderness. I've caused you suffer. So uh, it's only that you are my son. I can't ask you to forgive me, but just forgive me for what I've done to you. And I was like, there's nothing you did wrong. You are preparing me to become a servant. And that's why I'm here to serve. So yeah. I, I led him. I led him to the confession prayer, repentance prayer. He did it. <laughs> and that's, that's how dad gave his life to Jesus Christ. <laughs> that's absolutely awesome. So for those of you who, who are paying attention, I want to reiterate this. I want to point this out. This is huge. Up until that very moment, if your dad came at you, you were afraid he was going to kill you. Yes. And now your dad is the one that says, I recognize 
the anointing that God has on you, go ahead and speak at the funeral. And then he comes running and falls down and wants to accept Christ at that time when you're speaking. And man, that moment had to be amazing. Yeah, it was so interesting. It was. (laughs) (laughs) I really cared, you know. I can imagine, you know, you standing there with him coming running and being scared, you know, at first, you know, like that. And, and then at the same time, I mean, that's got to be just like a, a massive celebration that he's running, you know, but for a completely different reason. And to now, you know, be joining the kingdom of heaven as a son of God himself. Um, so what has life been like kind of since then, like with the family and everything? You know, I mean... Obviously, you're moving around and you're doing a lot still for God right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, uh, right now, as we talk, my family members are very, very good. They really respect me. But now, the challenge is now they all depend on me. <laughs> <laughs> well, from what I can tell, is if they're depending on you, you will do a good job of teaching them to keep their eyes on God. From listening to your story and speaking with you, I have faith in you that you will do an amazing job of pointing them to Christ um, while they're all looking at you. Amen. So, um, I mean, this has been a fun interview. It's been really fun hearing your story. I just want to, like, shut up and let you keep talking. Um, What's a a good – I like to try and kind of end every episode with a God story. Okay, and I mean, crap, you've already given us some God stories and some amazing things that God has provided. Is there a God story where you know God provided or did something that you would like to share with us that maybe we would never hear about unless we ran into you? Oh, yes. God. <laughs> I'm sure you have a lot. <laughs> I'll have a lot. I tell you, I can speak the whole night. You know? <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. Then just give us a couple. We'll take more than one this time. Give us a couple. That's what we're here for. Yes, God provides. God provides. He provides at his own time. And he provides when we less expect. Because at times I've been praying that, God, I want this. I want money to pay my house rent. I want money to do this, to buy clothes. But the moment I'm praying for this, he doesn't do that. (laughs) <laughs> but when his time comes, the right time comes, he provides in a very huge way. Because at times I've been praying, God, I need money. But he provides somebody else. He comes to clear all my bills. You see? Yeah. <laughs> I guess that was money, right? <laughs> yes. When I'm praying like, God, I'm, I'm, I'm clothless. I don't have clothes. And he touches someone somewhere else, takes me to the tailor. He's like, I want to buy you clothes. You see, so I've seen God providing in a massive way. Um, some years back, um, uh, the house that I, I was staying in before, I could lack rent, I could lack food, I could lack someone to share with. But as I speak right now, God brings people who can just stand with me anywhere, the people that I less expect. So it doesn't matter how, how, or what we are going through. It doesn't matter the, situ- the current situation that one is in. But when you trust in God, he says he provides at his, at his right time. So the reason as why I'm saying this is when God surprised me, after high school, I had not gone to any college. 
but I met a friend somewhere and he shared with me about the Bible school where he goes. And he was like, I wish Cyprian, you can just come and join us. I want you to go for theology, you know, but I, I didn't have it in mind because I didn't have money to take me to the college. And you know, here in Kenya, most of colleges, be it Bible schools, you pay money, some sum of money. So I was like, what will happen? So the guy told me, come, I will introduce you to the CEO of the Bible school. So I just went walking and I was like, I know the fellow that is upon me. And I, I just, in a joking way, I told him, you know that I will be admitted to your school today. I'll be seeing your CEO and this is the time that I'll get my admission number. And he was like, are you serious? Do you have money for admission? I'm like, I don't care. God will provide. So I went to the school. When the CEO saw me like this, he, start, he just started smiling. And I was like, what's wrong? It's like, no, I'm just seeing something strange in you. I'm like, something strange? Can you elaborate on that? Because I did not understand him clear. He said, I'm seeing God's favor in you. I'm like, okay. So it's like, uh, he, then he asked, mm, what do you want? So I told him the exact words that my friend told me about the school. And he said in a very simple words that, are you willing to join Bible school? And I'm like, even right now I can go to class. <laughs> <laughs> so he laughed and he was like, now I'm admitting you. I'll pay your school fees for two years. So I did my theology. So that's why I can stand firmly and say God can provide, can open the door. When men are closing the doors, God can open his own door Absolutely. for us to get through. Absolutely. So that's fun. You just walk into the school and you told your friend, I'm going to be admitted today. And yes. the CEO looks at you and he's like, I see God's favor upon you. I'm going to admit yes. you today and paid your, yes. paid your tuition. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. everybody listening, you have got to be catching on right now. This is what I feel like you need to get out of this. You may be asking God for money but missing the fact that he's trying to give you what you're asking for from a different way. Pay attention to what God is trying to give you and pray for what you need and want, but understand that it may not come the way you're expecting it to come. Very true. <laughs> but God will provide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. Well, Cyprian, I have enjoyed speaking with you today. Thank you, sir. I thank you for giving us your time, and I thank God for this technology, for us to be sitting in Nairobi and Florida and being able to see each other face-to-face -face and tell sure. people about the Word of God and how amazing He is. Mm -hmm. So I'm thankful for this time, and you want to tell everybody goodbye? Any parting words? Yeah. I, uh, how I wish we could continue, but I understand anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, finally, I just want to say thanks to every listener, the entire world. Whatever you are going through, just trust God. God is faithful to provide at his own time. And at times, his yes comes later. And uh, when, when maybe you've prayed, uh, I would call it, there is a word I want to put it, 
um, when it is late, maybe, maybe God, if God takes time to answer your prayer, it doesn't mean that it is denial. Yes. So God is preparing you to your destiny, to maybe a greater blessing. So keep on pressing on, keep on trusting him. He saves, he provides, he takes care of you. He does everything. So I appreciate. And by the way, I'm even preparing for my wedding. For God's oh, yeah. sake, this. <laughs> That's right, you're getting married coming up. When are you getting married again? What was the date? Yes, uh, June 13th this year. June 13th. So definitely be praying for Cyprian and his new wife um, as they approach that fun time in life as God provides. Thank you. Very good. Okay, for everybody listening, thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you comment, like, and share, and we'll see you on the next episode. Have a good one. Hey, thank you for your time. Please remember to rate and subscribe. After being a full-time missionary, I got tired of people looking at me like it must be really hard to do what you do. And they'd say things like, I'd love to be able to do something like that, but insert excuse. When the real reason was because they saw what we were doing as a sacrifice. That to do missions work, they would have to give up everything that quite honestly was forcing them to do things they didn't like for people they couldn't stand so they could afford things that they didn't need. The truth is, as full-time missionaries, it was one of the few times in my life when I was truly fulfilled. It was the closest to God I'd ever been. Debt-free, not stressed, and living the life of an adventure I'd always wanted. If you too believe that it's time for a change, then head over to watchmissionslive.com and join the revolution.